Here's a little something to get your morning started right. You're the white rap kid from 90210. You're Brian Austin Green, right? Oh, well, I used to be an actor, but now I'm following my true love. Brian Austin Green! Derek Russell, podcasting's Curly Sue. That bag is amazing. You know what? When you're printing cheese, who cares? You like rap music? Yeah, sure do. Who's your favorite rapper? Brian Austin Green. He's called. Cool. He's awesome. Welcome to With Brian Austin Green. Now, here's Brian Austin Green and Derek Russell. This is Brian Austin Green, and you are listening to With Brian Austin Green. And uh, this is my co-host, Derek Russell. Hello. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy Christmas. Happy holidays for people that don't celebrate Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. (laughs) Happy Um, Thanksgiving. Have we done one since Thanksgiving? I don't even think we did Halloween, did we? I feel like we did, we talked Halloween. I feel like we talked we? Halloween costumes. We, we might have. I don't know. I just I don't. I, just I have work here. my memory is is shit. I just work here. It's uh, with age. It's just it's going away. Yeah. Uh, you you have become quite the the Renaissance man, and 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 it's we we're just now recording. Yeah. In twenty twenty. Yeah. But we're still yeah, so, are we still in the first week of twenty twenty? We are not. We missed the no, first. No, we're in the second we're in the second week of twenty twenty. So here's yeah, so we I have all these, you know, New Year's resolutions which some are awesome and they're going well and some suck. I thought you and, didn't uh, do New Year's. they're not going so well. Okay, well what are your New Year's resolutions? Well one of my one of my big resolutions is that I think you and I need to start being more consistent with doing this show okay. because I think people really like it. And uh, I think Failed. people have been missing it. <laughs> Failed. Like, all, all, all eight listeners have been missing it. So we're well, nine. Yeah. We're up to nine now, right? We dropped the ball in ten days on that one. Okay, so we can we can we can make a comeback on that one. We can so, we can come back around. What what else? Yeah. I didn't think you did resolutions. I thought you were um, anti-resolution. I'm I'm drinking more water. Uh huh. That's a big one. I'm trying to drink a gallon a day. Okay. Which is uh, it's a lot of water. Um, I'm peeing a lot more than I'm used to. Well, that'll happen. Yeah. One kind but, of uh, itself to the it's other. All right. It's okay. It's fine. Um, and then just, you know, just sort of resolutions with work and, and, and family and, you know, personal shit that I don't, I don't want to talk about. Okay, this. I, gotta get into. Okay. <laughs> I love, I love the fans, but not that much. Nah. Nah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I guess I used to do resolutions and then I, you don't have any. I don't know. I like your. We'll we'll be more proactive about recording. How about that? I think I'll piggyback I think, off yours because we used we used to on a pretty regular weekly basis record, and now we go months without recording. And um, we kind of we we kind of had to, that recovery period post Torrance. Well, yeah, post post Torrance was, but I think that period has. I think that ship is sailed. Yeah, we we've milked that I for think, all it's worth. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we've really milked that one. We've that's uh, that udders dry. Yeah, we've. <laughs> so, I think it's okay. I think it's time we uh, we commit to committing. We we wrap it back around a little yeah. bit. You and the family went to uh, went to Disney. We did. We went to Disney World. We were in Florida. Uh, Disney, um, they were kind enough to fly all of us out there and put us up. So we flew with the kids. And uh, the offer was to come to uh, to Disney World for the opening of Rise of the Resistance at Galaxy's Edge, which, funny enough, I had never even been in Galaxy's Edge. I actually I walked past Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. Um, but we were with the kids and the kids aren't super into star Wars. Right. And we were, it, we, it was sort of a time crunch. It was, we went for Halloween. So we had to get over to, uh, California adventure for the oogie boogie, mm-hmm. um, world of color show for Halloween. So I was like, all right, next time. Ugh, I was so bummed. I, I didn't even get to see it. I didn't you just kind of like, hear the music over the wall. No, I couldn't. Like, oh. I couldn't even hear. I couldn't hear music. I couldn't see it. I couldn't smell it. I couldn't anything. It was. I knew. It, I just knew it was there. See, I went in Disney, in Anaheim the day before yeah. the podcast. 
you went into Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, and that, but Rise of Resistance wasn't open yet, so I only got to do the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Rise of Resistance is open here yet. Isn't I it? think it's only open in Disney World. Oh, okay. I um, that. But yeah, they were working on it, obviously, and you could see the giant, the AT-ATs. Uh, mm-hmm. Over over the wall there, but you couldn't get to it. So, but still got to go through Batu and Baktu, Batu, whatever the planet's called there. Yeah, and and Black Spire Outpost, and and it really just it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. It, yeah. It's very immersive. Their their attention to detail is is pretty uh, is second to none. Yeah. They they did you get to build a lightsaber when I you didn't? Went? I, uh, the buddy that was with us uh, built one, so we got to watch watch him. I did. Did you? I went I went with Noah, and he built a lightsaber, and I built one, and uh, it was it was a little it was a little geeky. Was it? Um, yeah, but I don't care. It was awesome. It was uh, it, it was a cool. It was sort of like getting a wand at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Right. It's the experience. It's the whole. It, it's the whole thing. So you know, building the lightsaber was sort of the same thing. Um, that rise of the resistance ride. Did you did you did you ride a Smuggler's Run? Oh yeah, there? I rode Smuggler's Run enough times that Disney was dead that day. Was I, it really? I rode it enough times to do all of the positions. Really? Yeah. How great is that, right? Oh God! Oh, but I, I still say Chewbacca's spot's the best. Yeah, getting to punch it into hyperdrive is the best. Yeah, totally. The best spot and that's and that's what I got to. I, I only did it once, but yeah. that was the seat that I was in. It was was pilot on the right. But it's it's fun because everybody has a has a job to play, and and depending on whether or not you're successful, the outcome. That's how long the ride. That's is. how long the ride is. So if you're not pushing right. the button, if you're not firing on all cylinders, literally, yeah, you're done. You're done. You're yeah. you're, you're crashing. The ride's like ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, but if you're doing well, you take off and land. If 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 you've got good <laughs> it's teamwork, like flying though. from L.A. to Vegas. <laughs> how how far do you think we can make it on one engine all the way to the scene of the crash? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, it was is great. Like that that ride was very even the the walk up into I don't know how it is in Orlando. I'm sure it's. They do things a little different, but it's, you know, the aesthetic's still kind of the same. But uh, the... The walk up to the top. The, the, the lot, the, you know, the queue to get into it was just cool, too. Because yeah. there was like a sky bridge and you're literally standing yeah. over the Millennium Falcon looking down. Yeah. And then and then at one point you're in the halls of the of the Millennium Falcon. And that the, one of the pictures that I posted was me sitting at the, uh, the chess table yeah. on the Millennium Falcon. And that's just part of you... In that room, they give you the cards. They go, "Hey, so what? You know, what position do you want?" And they yeah. give you the the color the colored cards before they separate everyone. That was, I mean, that whole it was pretty cool. I so, mean, being a Star Wars fan and then all of a sudden going, "Holy shit, I'm standing on the Millennium Falcon." It was pretty cool. The corridors going going through there, and we all got a, a big all yeah. the guys that helped with the live show. We got a big group shot at the yeah. chess table too. But uh, just even the corridors going into the actual cockpit itself is insane. So did Megan and the kids do, did you just do that one by yeah. yourself or did everybody? No, no, no. Uh, I did it with Megan. <clears throat> um, we didn't have no one Bodie. They, they, they both chickened out. So we, we flew with another family and there are two kids and they were super nice. And we actually, we did pretty well. It was, it was a good flight overall. It's, you know, but Rise of the Resistance. Oh, dude, that I, okay. Rise, Rise of the Resistance is. You know how immersive Galaxy's Edge is. You know how like I, we had Kylo Ren and a couple stormtroopers walk past us at one point, and they just said move. Right. <laughs> and I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like I just want to be a stormtrooper for a day. Um, so you know how immersive Galaxy's Edge is. Rise of the Resistance is just as immersive, if not it's, more so. Like I, I cheated because I couldn't. I, I'm not big on you know people do this. So first you watched person. video or I something? I watched it. I had to, dude. And when you get off that transport, when 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 the first order, when they when they you, catch you in the tractor beam yeah, and they, they and, board your ship, and then yeah. and you come on the board of the Star Destroyer, and, and there's you know those thirty stormtroopers lined up yeah. in front oh my yeah. god <laughs> yeah that's i i posted a picture of that i can only imagine it's, seeing that in person when when you're on the uh when you're on the shuttle and 
So there's a window at the front and a window at the back of the shuttle. So yeah. it looks like you're actually flying and right. the shuttle is kind of moving a little bit. So it feels like it. And you're holding on. It's kind of like a, a people mover in an airport, like, you know, those, those uh, trains that you take. Mm-hmm. So you're on that and you're, you're flying and you're, you know, you're supposed to be going to this hidden new resistance base. And then, uh, you, you, you hit hyperspace and you come out of it and you're, and there's, there's a big destroyer flying in front of you. And they're like, you know, we're going to board your, board your ship. Uh, you're in the tractor beam and it's pulling you in. You're like, what the hell? And the door opens and there's, and you're on a ship and they're, they're all standing there in uniform and they take you, they put you in a jail cell. It's, it's unbelievable. Full size. They have like full lasers cut through walls, lightsabers cut through walls. It's, it's insane. There's a wall that gets blown out and Kylo Ren like gets caught in the wind coming at It's, it's, it's really amazing. It's I, really I, the walking off. I was watching it with Wesley and. You know, like you said, there's two windows, front and back, and you can kind of... But there's like a... It's not Admiral Ackbar. I don't know if it's Admiral Ackbar's son or whatever that's piloting the thing and the transport that gets abducted. And Wesley was like, is this it? Because he really can't see anything. I was like, no, this isn't... This can't be it. And so when you dock and and walk out, and of course all the the legion of stormtroopers are standing there, there's giant full-size TIE fighters hanging over you. Yeah, well, and then... And then at one point in the ride, which you you touched on briefly when you saw the ADATs being built. Yeah. At one point in the ride, so the ride is your the the transport that you're getting away in is piloted by a like a an R two similar unit. Yeah. It's an R two unit, and uh, and there's no tracks, so the entire system is all GPS. That's what I thought. You're literally riding a Roomba. Like there's no track. Yeah. There's there's no track at all. The, so what I heard from one of the Imagineers is there's like 9 million plus lines of code in the ride, which is why they've had so much trouble getting it working. Cause you know, one little thing goes wrong and all of a sudden it sort of creates a hiccup for everything. But, uh, so these the the transports they're they're GPS driven. So there's no track. You're just on this shiny floor in you know in in this star destroyer. Um, and uh, and at one point you go underneath the two adats that are parked inside. Yeah. And they're huge, and you realize like God, it's it's like being in a Star Wars movie. It's really cool, and. Uh, Kylo Ren, it's it's the whole it's 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 an incredible experience. I think that I almost, got off that and I was like, that's that's one of the coolest rides that I ever rode. It and really, then and then we went from that into so at Disney World, James Cameron did Pandora over right. at uh, Animal Kingdom, right? And you walk into Pandora during the day, and it's it's really cool. They've got like the it's got the floating uh, the 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 the, the floating, um, islands or islands yeah. and the, the waterfalls and it's really cool. And then at night it's all bioluminescent. Right. So all of a sudden you see all this stuff that you didn't see during the day, but they have this one ride and it's sort of like the ride at Disneyland at California adventure. That's that's soaring over California mm-hmm. where it's like you're hang gliding. Yeah. You're in a room. I love soaring. And yeah, California soaring. Is that the yeah. name of it? Yeah. Or just, I I think they've I think updated it's soaring it. Used California, to just be soaring. It? Yeah, soaring California, but right. Um, so in Pandora, they have this ride, and you ride on a banshee, which are the uh, which are the flying dragons from Avatar. Yeah. Um, so you when you first walk in the in this little like sort of holding room, everyone's got to stand on a specific circle, and it it scans the room and it finds an avatar that can link with your brain that, you know, the DNA sort of matches. And then you get into this, into this next area and you sit on this thing. There, there are about six of these in a row and you sit on them almost like motorcycles. So there's a seat in the middle and there's where the tank normally is on, on a bike. You've got this little screen and it shows that it's, it's scanning you and it's linking you up with an avatar and all that. And 
so the safety thing comes from behind you. So it holds your back up against this thing that your stomach's on, on this bike thing. So you're holding onto these two handles, kind of like a bike and you, and you put on 3d glasses and it's doing this whole like DNA brain, brain scan link to, to an avatar. And all of a sudden the screen in front of you turns on and you're on a Banshee and it's, you know how the the ride at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, that one ride inside the castle, is pretty cool. I where like I haven't done. Uh, okay, so there you're you're on like four four seats that are sort of suspended, and there's you stop in front of these sort of round screens, and you're you're flying on a broom with Harry, and you're playing you know Quidditch and all this stuff. So you're flying on a banshee, but you can't see the edges of the screen. So it's literally screen all the way around you just immersed in it and it's 3d the the banshee that you're sitting on the thing that looks like a bike all of a sudden it's between your legs down like between your uh your calves is is breathing like a banshee oh my god yeah so there's airbags so it feels like it's breathing and you're now flying on this thing and like the movie Avatar, you're uh, it's it's an unbelievable experience. If you fly, if you fly by water, there's mist in the air. If you fly over fields, you smell flowers. If you it's it's unbelievable. And I got off that ride, and Galaxy's Edge is really cool. As a Star Wars fan, it's it's amazing. But I got off that ride, that uh, that Banshee ride in Pandora, and it's I. I think I can, with confidence, say it's the best ride I've ever been on. That's cool. Because even with yeah. Rise of the Resistance, is cool just because of the attention to detail. Literally, like we said, right. your full size adats are you're you're weaving underneath them during a shootout right. between stormtroopers. But at the end of the day, you're still just on a cart, right. riding around. But those kinds of things, like <laughs> I love, um, and I know it's old and dated, but I still love doing it when I go to Universal. I love the old ET ride right where you're on the bike and flying over the city and stuff like that. right yeah this ride this banshee ride is if anybody gets a chance to go uh, to to go to florida and they're in animal kingdom go on that ride it's from what i heard the guy the guide that we had at disney was saying that it is the lines for that ride are longer than any ride anywhere in disneyland in Galaxy's Edge, in all of it, that it's that it's the most popular ride that there is, and I got off of it, and it's really it's it's a life altering experience. It's one of those like it's something that you see it and you experience it, and you get off and you experience things differently because you have the memory of that. So it's it's kind of like if you do something once. Like, oh, I, you know, I went diving, I, I went swimming with dolphins or I went skydiving or I went horseback riding. You do it once and you go, yeah, that was pretty amazing. Like that was sort of life changing. That was, that was a really cool experience. This is one of those and it's a ride and it, it just doesn't, it seems crazy. But from what I, what I heard, James Cameron was there almost every day for everything. So he was hands on with the entire park, the, not only just the ride, but you know, everything, the, the, the floating cliffs and the whole, he was there for all of it. And, uh, he's, he's amazing. And, and that, that world Pandora is unbelievable. It's beautiful. I still haven't gotten to do that yet. Is it a long ride? Because like, I know. Um, oh yeah. It's like, it's like 15 minutes. Okay. Cause I know rise of the resistance now beats out, uh, I think Anaheim's, Pirates of the Caribbean for being the longest ride. Yeah, I think it's like 13 minutes or something. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we we did we did Pirates in Orlando is like nothing. It goes by quick. And okay. so we were at, at Disneyland right before the the podcast and about halfway through Pirates I was like I don't remember it being this long. Yeah, like, totally. Like, yeah. We were like nine minutes into it. I was like, no wonder the pirates are all dead. <laughs> That's longer. <laughs> They've been in here forever. Are they going to bury us down here? What's happening? <laughs> and then They're somebody in our us, group, somebody in our group was like, no, it's different. You know, it's longer here. It's like the original. And I was like, oh, 
I want to get off now. Like yeah. <laughs> this is right. taking forever. You fall asleep. You wake up. Still, yeah, you're still, still we're still ride. going. We're still going. You're waiting for the end credits. My favorite still at Disneyland. <laughs> you can't you can't do it at Disney World. Is um, the Indiana Jones ride. That oh, yeah. thing is still totally. So yeah, I can't I can't believe they don't have that at Disney World because that's that ride is so good at Disneyland. It is. It it, it it's not been you know changed over the years no it hasn't been like, like redone or updated no, or anything but it's, it's still it's what just like you get thrown into it immediately and it's still just hella fun going through the entire totally. thing like, yeah i agree okay i think my i think my surprise for you has oh are you still looking for it yeah have you been looking for it this whole time well i can multitask a little bit all right so so derek has a surprise for me uh to our nine listeners. So I've been, I've been, I, I forgot about it. And, uh, Derek apparently has been hunting for it while we've been, uh, having this conversation. I don't, I don't make too much, too big a deal out of it. It's not that good of a surprise. <laughs> right. <laughs> it better be nuclear. That's yeah. all I have to say. <laughs> no, don't say nuclear. Don't say. <laughs> has nothing to do with anything going on in anywhere else in the world right now. <laughs> I better be awesome. Pressure's on. Uh, and still waiting <laughs> on it. Okay, we'll we'll circle back. <laughs> oh, am I? Are the dead supposed to speak now? There he is. <laughs> hey, Steve Glosson, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody oh cares. my God! Everyone's like, "Who is this person? Who is this?" <laughs> so I thought this was a recording that Derek was looking for. I didn't realize that he was he was going to call you. That's awesome, Brian, Dude, Happy New not, Year, man! Happy New Year to happy you. Happy holidays. It's good to talk to you. Thank you as well. Hope happy you're doing been. Well. How's married life? Married life is, you know, married life. It's interesting. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. It's, I, uh, it, it's, it's hard. It's, 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 it's a definite learning experience and a trip. <laughs> it's, there's, Brian, I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm going to tell you straight up because my wife will never hear this. It's not easy. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's the first couple months are easy because you're in that like honeymoon period of like, Oh, I love being around you for everything. And then, and then you get to the point where it's like, okay, so now, now we have to compromise. Oh yeah. <laughs> we have to listen to each other, and I can't just be me. I have to, you know, do things for her and 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 you know find a different version of myself that works better in this situation or that. And so it's yeah, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but yeah. uh, but it's worth it. It's worth it, and uh, and so it's been good. It's 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 been you know it's been an experience. It's been an it's been a journey, Brian. It's been a journey. <laughs> well, I figured if thanks if we were going to talk Star Wars, there was no better three people to get together to talk about the rise of Skywalker. Well, no, well, except except for tip it. Tip, <laughs> tip it. <laughs> <laughs> we have that connection as I'm in my studio and I have a, uh, I have a model of Jaws of Bruce from Jaws. Isn't it? Pippet? 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 Yes, it is. Pippet! Pippet! Yeah. <laughs> and we've already derailed. Pippet! Anyway, we've all seen episode nine, the, the so-called yeah. end of the saga. Brian yeah. and I were just discussing our trips, our separate trips to Galaxy's Edge to ride... Smuggler's Run and the Rise, Rise of, of the Resistance. Resistance is unbelievable, Steve. It's amazing. I've heard great things about it. I've not been able to get down to go ride it at all. It's really cool. Are you going to go to uh, Disney World and do it? Yeah, if we go, we'll go to Disney World. Have you? Have, I was just talking to Derek about. It. Have you been to Pandora? To, no, uh, I haven't. No, the only I've the only thing I've done down at Disney World is I I'd go for Star Wars weekends down to Hollywood Studios and right. never did a did a, a park hopper thing or because it. Because Disney World, you've got like four different parks. Right. You have and Animal so, Kingdom. You have a Hollywood. You have Hollywood, you have Hollywood Studios. Right. And you have, you have uh, Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom and mm -hmm. Epcot. And Epcot. Thank right. you. Yeah. And so, um, so we would just do Hollywood Studios with Star Tours, and then they would, when they were doing Star Wars weekends, they'd have like these Star Wars themed events and shows and everything. Right. Um, they stopped doing that when Lucasfilm, when Disney actually bought Lucasfilm, they're like, we're not doing this anymore. Oh, okay. I see uh, they're, they're doing them now. They're doing, uh, like when we were, when we were in the park, um, going on, I forget what ride it was. Uh, what's the name of the dog from toy story? 
slink. Slinky. Slinky. So, so we were taking Journey on the slink roller coaster, and they had uh, they had a stage show with a couple stormtroopers, and yeah, they had all that going on. So there, that that park is Disney is is Star Wars again. Mm. Well, cool. Uh, it's it it looks the Rise of the Resistance thing just looks amazing. Um, the, the, it the is. effects that are with it and everything, the yeah. way they're doing doing stuff and. We, I was watching Rise of Skywalker with uh, with a friend, and he and he'd been down there. He'd just come back from being there, and when they're on the Star Destroyer uh, hangar, when they land with the with with the stolen ship or whatever, yeah. or the old ship, yeah. he's like, "That's exactly what you're in." It and is, yeah. And you're just hanging out in the hangar while you're waiting in yeah. line. It's it's pretty uh, to be there. I mean, there it's 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 the same feeling that you get with Galaxy's Edge. Like the attention to detail is mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. It every every little corner every like the doors do the cool they they open in the middle they you know it's everything is like is exactly what a Star Wars fan would want. But but and I was just talking to Derek about this if you get a chance and you're going back to Florida for uh for um for Galaxy's Edge go to Pandora also and go yeah. on I don't remember the name of the ride, but you you it's you get to ride a banshee, and it's the coolest experience I've ever had on a ride. Um, yeah, I'm a huge I've, Star Wars fan, but that it's it's like confidently it's the best ride that is that, that I've the ever flight been. of passage? Is that what? Yes, it's exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. I've heard it's, I've heard it's amazing. The problem is is like. It's so it was so weird to me when Disney's like, "Hey, we've got Pandora Land coming to Animal Kingdom." And I'm like, "That's weird." Right. I didn't realize Avatar was so, so big still. I know it made a huge splash, but after that it was kind of Well, even at the, I, even at the time of opening it, it wasn't Disney had not bought Fox yet. Right. So, it was even more weird. Right. Yeah. But now, you know, there's what six sequels coming, so Disney's going to make it make it James Cameron though from what I heard was like hands-on with everything I mean yeah. he was he was he was a part of the building of everything in that park which he he should have been but I, it shows when you're there like the attention to detail of, of everything is unbelievable well now I you're was telling Derek it's totally bioluminescent at night like there right. you go during the day and you go yeah this looks really cool and then you walk around at night and it's like a whole different park yeah. It's crazy. There's like I've seen some like there's really some cool things like creatures will just kind of come out of nowhere and like um, leaf monster things that are like walking around on stilts and that sort that of, just looks really like I've seen videos yeah. of stuff people it's just really cool. Leaf now, monster. But speaking of James Cameron, aren't you and James really good friends since you did the Terminator show? No, oh, I thought <laughs> you were like him. besties. I thought you were no. like besties after that. Yeah, no, I, I, I've never met him. Funny yeah. enough, uh, my two of my kids go to go to his wife's school. Oh, so, uh, I've, I've been invited to his house for Halloween and cause he does a big Halloween sort of thing. And I, I haven't gone, yeah. um, haven't met him, but I'd, I'd love to, I respect him. How do you sure. think he, how do you think he feels about that old Terminator show? I don't, I, I would probably bet he didn't watch it. I bet he didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> no, one... thanks. Thanks for ruining that for me. <laughs> <laughs> any, any question I had in my mind just was answered by you. Well, Thank you. Well, I mean, he seems very, you know, very particular about the Terminator stuff he'll take in. Yeah. Well, he should. I mean, he put his name on Dark Fate, and Jesus, that was a that was terrible. I think I think the show though did did justice to uh, to the franchise for him. I think I think for him to look back and go, yeah, there was a show about this, you know, Terminator thing that I created, but it was done really well. Oh, I, well, you know, we think the show was done really well. Until they didn't continue it, then yeah. it wasn't done well at all. Right, then it sucked. Yeah, then it, <laughs> so it had that ending that it had, then it's like, well, this sucks. Right. What the? <laughs> My God. Yeah. Well, anyways, sorry to bring up old wounds. <laughs> <laughs> right. That one's closed at this point. Well, great. It's Good. been like 10 plus years. It was, Has it been that long? It been, oh, yeah. It, yeah. That um, was, Megan and I weren't married when we did that show. It ended in 09. So it's been. What was the name of that show? The Sarah Connor Chronicles. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah. I believe it was Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Right. I I believe you're correct. I I believe I am too. I almost said Terminator Salvation, but that wasn't right. Yeah, no, that was, that was a movie. That was right. That was the movie with uh, Sam. uh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rock. No, not Sam Rockwell. Christian Bale. Yeah. And, and, and what's his name? 
That Sam was like, Rockwell. No, it's not it's Sam not Rockwell has not been in a Terminator movie. It's it's Excuse Sam. Me. No, Excuse it's not. It's <laughs> Steve. Okay, so we're doing this already. We're, we're fighting this <laughs> this soon. Right. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, um, you son of a bitch. Sam Worthington. That's what I said. Sam Worthington. You said Sam Rockwell. Mm, who were you talking about? Sam Worthington. What, what, did, Sam what did you hear? <laughs> what do you mean? Who was I talking about? I was talking about a different person. The guy from Avatar, Jake Sully. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know nothing, Jake Sully. All oh, that to say, God. I thought the three of us could discuss episode nine. <laughs> since we all see no, no, of course not. No. I want to know what Brian thinks of thought of the end. Because you, you've been the there for what? all of it. You've been there oh, from the of, beginning. of the movie? Yeah. Um, Uh-oh. It's, I, well, no. I think I, I, think I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, it was bittersweet for me. I mean, you know, J.J. had... That, that's, that's a lot of story to wrap up. That's a lot of characters and a lot of people's childhoods. And you're not going to do it perfectly for everyone. And there's going to be people that have problems with it. But I, I enjoyed it overall. And I... I I sort of felt at the end of it like I did at the end of Return of the Jedi when they were when they were partying and everybody was hugging and all that. I felt uh, I enjoyed it. I, I felt happy. I felt like it was it was the end of a saga for me. Mm-hmm. See uh, the end of the saga again yeah. for the yeah. third time. It was bittersweet. It's yeah. because you know there's there's a cool factor for me of going to the theater and. The, the Lucasfilm comes up and it's all, it's completely quiet. And then, you know, you have the thing on the screen that says, you know, a, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and it's totally silent. And then as soon as Star Wars hits the, the, the music starts it. So there's, there's something really cool about that experience for me. And there was that part of, of me that thought like, okay, this is the last time I'm going to experience something new with these characters, you know, that I've, that, that have been those, a lot of those characters have been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. R2-D2, C-3PO, Chewbacca, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia. That's all. That's, I was a kid. Well, R2 yeah. is just in your garage. You can go talk to him anytime. Right. Yeah. Right. I just have to finish building him and then, uh, and then Hey, how talk. much progress have you made on that? <laughs> None. None. You want to see it? <laughs> I've made I've made no progress. You moved I'm, him. I'm, you moved him, so that's that's some progress. Right. I, I moved him to a different spot where he's been sitting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well hey, look, that's something, I guess. Right? Um sure. Okay. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, Steve, we have not discussed it. What what were your thoughts on the rise yeah, of how did you feel about uh, Rise of Skywalker? As somebody, I, as somebody who has not been as happy with the the sequel trilogy, I went right. I I I went in honestly with my arms crossed. Like I went in the way that you don't want any viewer to go into something. In in the way I I'm so you went in expecting the worst with your arms crossed. You were like, <laughs> you you were like the uh, the the guys on the Muppet Show. I, I really was only a little bit more disappointed and sour. I was just like, "There's no way this is you going." Were, to be you were your congregation going into church every Sunday morning to hear you preach. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. You, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize uh, you were going to come. Pos- it's it's positive affirmation day on. With <laughs> I didn't realize you were going to take Brian's side on me there, Derek. Whoa! Um, I do have some resolutions this year, Brian. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Starting so, strong. So and I'm generally the guy who goes into things, you know, wanting to like them. Like I'm I'm never Mr. Negative going in, but I was with this. I was just like, I don't see how it can be redeemed from something that I felt was not good. I really did feel like the last Jedi did a, a disservice to the saga. And did you um, did you not like The Force Awakens? I you know what? I when I first saw it, I was kind of like, Did I like this? But after about the sixth time I watched it, I'm like, I like this. Okay. Um I, I really but the I last came Jedi about, you really just didn't like. The Last Jedi really like the more I sat with it and chewed on it, I just didn't like. He loves um, that bird in The Force Awakens. That's his oh favorite gosh. character. No, I don't. I hate trilogy. that bird. That's a stupid bird. That, that, it's called a steel. It's called a steel pecker. Yeah, they they couldn't come up with anything better than that. Um, that was my porn name in college. That was what you said. Um, so, <laughs> the, 
But I, dude, from the minute the opening crawl opens up and it, you know the dead speak, I was just like, well, this is interesting. Um, and and I just I loved. I just thought it 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 really did take me back to kind of a a place of my childhood. And I and that's not the that's not the end all be all you know for everything that I ever do and partake in. But just the 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 quest nature of everything that went on, they really leaned heavy into the fantasy side of the sci-fi yeah. fantasy version of star of star Wars. Um, the, 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 I, I was going in saying to myself or, and, and I didn't, I didn't really talk about with a lot of people cause I don't like to be negative and end up crapping on something that someone else really liked. Mm-hmm. And so I never wanted to take the risk of like, you know, disappointing someone who had enjoyed the last Jedi. And, right. and, and so, but I really felt like these characters didn't hadn't earned real emotional an, a good emotional send off the new characters I mean, right. and by the end of that movie, man, as they're hugging each other and tears are rolling down their face, like I'm like, yes, I feel what's happening here, and this is like I really bought into their camaraderie and their friendship and their relationship, yeah. and I bought into I bought wholeheartedly hook line and sinker into the wild, crazy story that the emperor has come back from the dead somehow. And yeah. I don't need that explained to me. It's just like it's a classic sci-fi fantasy trope, you know. Yeah. And when when all the ships show up to to save the day, I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Right. And and bring I, on the popcorn. I was. Yeah. I was just like all over. My wife looked over at me at one point in the movie, and after the movie, she said, "She we walked out, and she said, I saw a Steve I'd never met before in my life in there.' I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I saw little little boy steve because you were just beaming at that moment when all the ships showed up i just looked at you and you were just like in awe and beaming and i was it was a roller coaster ride too like the minute you think they're out of danger boom more danger you know and it just and and it would the it it would rise they'd rise to the occasion and fall even further than they had and it was just deadliest catch star wars when they're going out over the tidal waves and everything it was wonderful you hear how cool was that i loved i just loved the whole thing i just thought it was great yeah, the end. I, I I think I JJ JJ I I think I and I I posted on Instagram after thanking him. Like I I think it was really I I think it was a real a real smart move and really well done by JJ. Like he he definitely paid homage to something that meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, like I said, that's not that's not an easy easy movie to make like you know hey we want to we want to wrap up all these characters and this whole story and this is the last one it's like jesus christ (laughs) thanks you know um don't do me any favors or anything yeah yeah, right and jay i think jj just did a great job i mean that's it's the thing that i loved about uh the force awakens was he he had all those elements of nostalgia not just for us but for him as well i mean he you could tell that he was a real Star Wars fan. And so he wanted to put the visuals and the story points and the things that really meant a lot to him as a kid, uh, you know, and, and, and hope that they meant as much to everybody else. And I think they did. I think, uh, I don't know how you can go wrong being a Star Wars fan, you know, just showing your love for Star Wars. Um, I I think he did a great job. I, I really liked the last movie. I thought Rise of Skywalker was really fun. I liked, I liked all the stuff at the end when uh, when Kylo Ren, when when he has the scene with Han Solo and he throws his lightsaber and he goes back over and he's you know running into where where Rey is and he's fighting the guys and then she does the thing where she puts the lightsaber behind her back and lifts her hands up again and doesn't have it and then he lifts it from behind his back and they do that sort of force you know, that I, I thought that was really cool. Um, Seeing them just fight together, the whole—I I love the the story, the concept of like, okay, well, you know, all you have to do for the emperor to say, just kill me, and then I will, I will take over your body, and it'll continue. And so I remember seeing that and thinking, how how is she going to defeat him? Like, she can't. If, if she kills him, that's exactly what he wants. Like, that's mm. exactly what he needs. And so. To me, my take on it is that she didn't kill him, the, that 
the dark side that what he was shooting at her went back at him and that's what killed him. So she just protected herself with the right. force. Right. Um, so she, she didn't do any of the killing. He killed himself. Right. The force is for knowledge and defense, never for attack. Right. And that's what she, she did. It, it was, golly, it was just beautiful. And, and look, his, and when he fought, when he's fallen apart like that under the weight of his own power being directed back at him, yeah. Like I was just like, man, this is Indiana Jones. This is Raiders of the Lost Star. <laughs> yeah, people's faces it really is. Off. Yeah. The, the the moment where she uses the dagger to look out and and it traces the line of the old Death Star. I'm like, that's Goonies, and it's great. I mean, not yeah. only were there callbacks to stuff from the from the original Star Wars and everything that just you know resonated with fans, longtime fans. There were callbacks to that era of film. Like as much as the the Star Wars movies are a callback to the era of serials and, and that sort of thing. It was a callback to that era, that era of storytelling. Right. It, yeah. This movie was also a callback to the era that these movies were originally released, you know, to right. the, to that 80s era. And, and, and to me, there's no greater decade in the history of mankind than the 1980s. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so there was just a lot of things that I just, I mean, it, it was just such a neat, neat take on it. And, and, and you're right. JJ did, did a hard job well, JJ. Thankless and, job. And and it was something that that I don't know that anyone could have done as effectively as he and Chris Terrio, who was one of the co-writers on it with him. Um, you know, they they really pulled. Can you imagine the pressure of doing that? I mean, can you imagine like literally every word you write in a script or everything you shoot with a camera you know is going to be like is going to be under a microscope and looked at forever. That's right. And yeah. you know, with, with one of the biggest franchises in film history, it's, that's, that's really, uh, that's something. Mm-hmm. I think he did a pretty, a pretty amazing job. So yeah. hats there- off to JJ. I, I'm sure he's one of our nine listeners. He is. Um, so hats off to you. To, JJ. Are you guys up to nine listeners now? We, we are. I think, I think we were at 10 for a while. I think one dropped off, though. I just I, I felt the disturbance in the force. Well, getting, hey, like getting rid of off. me really turned out well for you then. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you increased your listenership big time. Well, yeah, it's it's amazing when you quit. Apparently you took uh, you took all your people with you. No, I have no people. That's what I'm saying is like me quitting calls people to come to you. They're like, oh, they got rid of that fat guy. Oh no! See, I think I think when you and Derek were doing something, um, you had more listeners, and then when you were like, "Ah, this show sucks," people were like, "Yeah, it sucks." I was so never like, "This left. show sucks." I was not. Now, listen, that's a mis- That is a a misrepresentation of how things went. <laughs> Sorry, you got busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Huh. Let me rephrase that. You were too busy to do a podcast. That's true. You have no idea. Um, you know, yes, you do. You're married. You know how it goes. You didn't finish R2-D2 yet. But I still did a podcast. And I've, I'm married with three kids, with four yeah. kids. Yeah, that's true. Well. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. I really enjoyed episode nine. I, uh... that's, I was going to ask. <laughs> kind of quiet over there. I was letting you two geek out. I was letting you have yeah, your... Yeah, what did, what did you think, Derek? I, I really, of the three, it was my favorite. Yeah. Um, I, I thought they, they did a nice job. Of course, like we said, it was, it was a thankless job to be able to pull something like that together uh, when, when there wasn't really a plan in place to begin with uh, right. with this trilogy that it was just kind of throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what stuck. And obviously it was just sort of open-ended. Yeah. And then you get to the last Jedi, which obviously a lot of people felt very strongly about one way or the other, Steve included, and was very divisive among a fan base, and you have to kind of repair that. Not that I think anything was done wrong, but just you kind of have to mend fences for both sides and right. and bring neighbors back together uh, on the same page, and I thought they did that well. Uh, one thing I, I thought they did a whole lot better than The Force Awakens or Last Jedi did was the humor in it felt much more Star Wars yeah. to mm-hmm. me. Like those those comedic moments felt a whole lot more like Luke and Han and, and Chewie kind of comedic moments from the original trilogy. How about that moment when you thought that Chewbacca died on the ship? I don't that like she that. She killed him. I didn't like uh, that. I was heartbroken. 
I was mad as hell and I wasn't going to take it anymore. I was so upset. I was like, I really was like that. Oh my God. Is that the end of Chewbacca? That's how it ends. Not even like, like a noble ending. Just, uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? She just accidentally killed Chewie. Wesley looked over at me. <laughs> Wesley looked at me in the theater and said, absolutely not. <laughs> she was not having it. Yeah, and I, I was, like, I was, I was very angry. Like I'm like there, it, it, because I was still kind of in the mode of like my arms are slowly coming uncrossed, my arms are slow. Oh no, they're not. You know, right? And I was, I'm just, leaving now. Yeah, and and I'm just like this can't be. And like in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, it's not true. You know, but it, but I'm like, no, this is something they do. These bastards would totally do this. They've killed everyone else off. Why don't they just go ahead and kill him off too? Yeah. And then when he shows up and he's okay, I'm like, oh thank God. It was like they got I remember I remember in The Force Awakens when Han Solo died. I was like I, I felt like a piece of my childhood died with him. Mm-hmm. Like as he fell off the bridge. I was so bummed. And now that one was for real. Mm-hmm. I kept hoping. I was like, God no, you know, he's he fell but he held on to something. I he pulled a diehard and you know, he's okay. Yeah. I really thought that um that I lost my train of thought completely there. What, where was I going with that? Perfect. Sorry. Great. Sorry. Chewbacca. Death. Oh, to be able to take seven minutes of deleted scenes from a film, two films prior, and and still incorporate Carrie, oh, Princess Leia, God, into the film. Oh, her stuff was amazing. Like, if you didn't know, you wouldn't. I mean, if you, nah. if you knew, it was obvious those people aren't standing next to her, you know, but if you if you didn't know, like it, it worked so well, like they, yeah. eerily well, how, how they did, well they did such a good job piecing that together. And there that were, was, there uh, I didn't see that where, at all. There were a few places where it was kind of like, Oh, that's a little rough, but yeah, but still like it, as far as like the dialogue and working around the different dialogue and that sort of thing went, it was, it was perfect. Like they didn't over like to the point where it was like, okay, this is getting monotonous because like even the stuff in the shadows, when she, lays down with the metal and everything and my god as good as all that was mm-hmm. the moment that broke me is right after ray flies off in the tie and you know just silence as 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 ben is standing on the remains of the death star you just hear hey kid and i was like mm-hmm. oh god oh, yeah <laughs> that's gonna wreck yeah. me and then you see harrison standing there yeah, it was that was a really well. Listen, I was good with that. I was like, well, this is a surprise. I was like pleasantly surprised. I'm like, well, this is neat. Way to go, Harrison Ford, to come back and do this quick role. You know, wonderful home run touchdown. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah no, it was it was done the right way uh, for sure. Of course, disappointed because I mean, surely that was probably supposed to be in another world. That would have been Carrie. You know, for that final moment, right? They because they never got a scene together, right? Um, Can you imagine the, the like that? one of your main characters in your franchise, uh, we, you know, we lose Carrie Fisher and it's like, okay, then to make the choice of, is this, is this a character? Is Leia a character that's going to continue on in the films or is, is that it? I I mean, that's a, that's a huge decision in itself. (laughs) I remember getting to the end of, uh, of, you know, the rise of Skywalker and thinking that was, that's a really bold choice because effect wise that there, there was a lot there, there was a lot of pressure in that. There was, I, I felt like, I felt like for the most part, things that were, that created pressure for them, they, instead of running from them, they, they faced them head on. And I think they did a really good job of succeeding, especially with that one. I mean that, you know, they didn't have to, to continue with, with Leia and they did. They chose like, hey, you know, it's it's sad that that Carrie is gone, and but this is a story, and this story continues with this character, and she's there for a reason, and I I, I respect the fact that they made that choice and that they stuck to it. And then they were able to tie in all the stuff with like her lightsaber, and yeah, and you know the flashback sequence. I I don't know how Steve felt about that. I thought it was really cool. Of young Luke and, and yeah, Leia, young yeah. Of Luke training Leia. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was some good stuff. Yeah. And, that, and that was actually Billy Lord. That was Carrie's daughter. Was it really? Uh, standing in for her in that sequence. 
Did you know in the cantina that that was John Williams, yeah. the bartender? Yeah, with the yes. eye patch. And and JJ was the voice of that new robot. Dio. He was Dio. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Were there people hidden as stormtroopers in this one, like in the previous two? Mm. Oh, who knows. Jason sure. Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis is a biker scout trooper in The Mandalorian. Is he really? Have you watched The Mandalorian? I, ha- I I have not. I oh. here's here's my here's my problem with Disney Plus is that I already own every Pixar movie, every Dis- Disney movie, every Star Wars movie, every um, Marvel movie. So mm-hmm. I'm only getting Disney Plus for The Mandalorian at this point. Well, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I can justify that. Did you ever watch the Clone Wars? Yes. Okay, they've got. The and my season. son Cash is a huge fan, and he's a huge fan of the Mandalorian, also. Well, you know they've got the new season hitting on uh, on in February of the Clone Wars to round it out to finally finish telling that story that Dave Filoni wanted to tell. So that's coming up for you. I didn't think- are you uh, are you doing a new podcast and and plugging Disney? No, I just no. I really want you to watch The Mandalorian. I just want to make sure that you're not doing commercials on 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 this one. I didn't I'll even. Give you my, I'll give you my login info, Brian. I didn't. I didn't even think about this till till talking about that just now in Clone Wars and Rebels. Did you when 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 <laughs> Freddie Prinze's voice came over? Did you instantly recognize your bud? At when the, whose voice? When Freddie Prinze's voice came over. Oh at the end no, of I didn't. Um, I didn't at first, and then and Freddie is the one who who told me, and I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm horrible with stuff like that. Like I, I hear voices and see people and I, I, I just don't, whoa, I don't whoa, connect whoa, dots. Whoa you, whoa, you hear voices and you see Brian, people? you hear voices? What is, on, we, should we talk about Not in this? my own head on television That's shows. not what you in said. All I heard even, was, hey, that's it. What is the television telling you to do, Brian? Listen. <laughs> what are the voices suggesting that you? <laughs> yeah. Boy, this is really taking a turn. <laughs> we're worried about you. This podcast has really become something else. We're, we're concerned for your safety. <laughs> yeah, right. We care about your health. Right. <laughs> yeah, Flash. Thanks. No, we're Thanks uh, we're the last episode. We we've decided that we're we're gonna get Brian on the Mandalorian uh, in a guest role. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, I feel like that's my that's my opportunity. That well, is, uh, apparently, I'm much more television dri- driven than than film driven, so mm-hmm. I have a chance because it's a TV show. Well, Brian, aren't you good friends with John Favreau? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. All right, yeah. are you? All right. Two, no, two for two, Steve. Perfect, two for um, two. Yeah. So no, but oh, dude, for two, you should actually. you should that that'd be great that because look, Bill Burr had a role on The Mandalorian for crying out loud, prominent role in an episode. Yeah, I didn't get yeah. that. I didn't understand that. Well, he wasn't a stormtrooper. Yeah, um, I could have done. But that. yeah, it, I thought it was that was one of my favorite episodes of the of the series, by the way, so far. I I, I want to say this, and I'll cut it out if Brian wants me to, because but I think enough time has passed now. The movie's out. Is is it okay to say that at one point Megan was was uh, talking about a role in the movie? Yeah. So the the character that Carrie Russell played. Yeah. In Shut The Rise of Skywalker, Megan had uh, had been on tape and met with a few people uh, for for JJ for that role, and Megan and I actually talked about it. I, for as for as like well known and recognizable as Carrie Russell is, to literally she had her helmet on the entire film, right? Mm-hmm. And you saw her at one point. You saw her eyes. Yeah. But otherwise, I I love that they just made the choice of like, no, nah, we're just gonna put her in the helmet and the, the badass outfit and that's she's just going to be in that all the time. It's cool. Well, yeah, and but here's the thing. My my wife immediately recognized Carrie Russell's voice. Yeah, same here. I, the, really? The minute, of course name, I knew Carrie it was Russell? her. Yeah, Carrie Russell. As soon as, yeah. I mean I knew it was going to be her anyway, but she does have a very recognizable voice. But so does Megan. I mean, like right. that would have it would have been the same thing I think if if that had been Megan under the helmet. Yeah. I, that's really cool. Well, listen. Now that she's got her foot in the door, they don't, they don't, they don't forget people over there at Lucasfilm. Hmm. She may end up on the Mandalorian. You should both end up on the Mandalorian. Interesting, Brian. You've got to watch the Mandalorian. It's a good idea. You got to watch the Mandalorian. Man. All right. I think you'll, I think you'll really dig it. All right. I truly, truly do. I mean, the peer pressure coming from you is, is how can I not? 
Well, I just know that you like the Star Wars. Plus, you're good friends with uh, with everyone over at Disney and Disney Plus and all <laughs> that. At so all. Can, not at all. I don't know. So you can help me out with that. Well, I did. I did. Well, one you're time. you're advertising for him, so. Well, know. I just I'm sure you, really you know somebody. About the show. I did one time stand in the hallway and talk to Dave Filoni for a few minutes. Did you? I, yeah. Nice. At celebration. Nice this was back when, when they were still fan friendly over there. What? What's that? No. Um. <clears throat> I saw him one time. I took that stupid cowboy hat off his head and ran away with it. Eh, he takes his hat off to walk around freely because people don't recognize him with his hat off. He's like, I just wear this and people don't recognize me take when it's that, off. Take that hat off. Oh, come on, man. Everyone's got a thing. George Lucas wears flannel. Flannel's I'm fine. I'm wearing just, cowboy hats. Just stop some wearing... People like, some people like cucumbers pickled. I don't know. <laughs> some people think cucumbers taste better pickled. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, I'm glad we had this motto, time man. together. That's what it is. I'm, yeah, I'm, you gotta look. It's like George Washington Carver said that time. Look at this peanut. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Shout out to the grass man, steady crap. What's the Eleanor, <laughs> yeah. what's the Eleanor Roosevelt quote from uh, from uh, Ricky Bobby? What was that one? Life is about speed, hard, fast speed, or something like that. Eleanor yeah, Roosevelt. Roosevelt. <laughs> well, I'm glad oh, we had this man. this time together. I thought, Brian, so. I know you're so glad that I showed up for this episode. <laughs> I'm actually so happy. It's great. It's great because I can sit and listen and just like let you and Derek talk and just laugh, like laugh old about times. that, like old times. Yeah. I can just be silent. I can. I can. I can sort of hover over the conversation and go and just enjoy it. It's nice. Hey, so all, over on over on the CW, um, they've got those superhero shows going, and um, they're doing like a big crossover thing with all these different universes in the superhero realm. Right. On there. Did they contact you about reprising your role as Metallo? No. Okay. Big shot. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. Thanks. They, they got Tom Welling in there to be Clark Kent for a few minutes. You know. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. The wounds are just opening again. Yeah. It's been great get... having you on the show. Thanks. <laughs> I was just trying to get a scoop. Welcome back. I'm just trying to get a scoop. <laughs> I didn't realize I didn't realize that Megan had gone and, and read for the, the movie, the Star Isn't Wars. Isn't that awesome? That is really cool, man. Just to say that she was there is really cool. Yeah, just to say that she read for that. Yeah. That's really cool. Hey, I liked her Ninja Turtles movies, by the way. They were fun, right? They were. The second yeah. one especially was just fantastic, I thought. Yeah. So I, I just, I, you know, I don't want to talk about your your wife's body of work here, but I just, I thought I'd never mentioned that to you, and I thought I would there. I thought yeah, no, you, you should. Her body of work is, she's done some really cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, Jennifer's Body is still a fucking amazing film. It's really cool. I guess I don't know that one. Is that the horror movie? Yeah. You haven't seen Jennifer's Body? No. See it. And then okay. next year when I talk to you, when, uh, when Zach <laughs> surprises me with, with a call-in from you, then you can talk about uh, – we can talk about your thoughts on Jennifer's body. Well, I'll tell you what. I, one of my favorite things she's ever done was a Saturday Night Live sketch where yeah. – do you play Optimus Prime or Bumblebee in that? I was Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was Andy Samberg. That was one of his digital that's shorts. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember it was the first time that I had met, you know, him or it was Bobby that I was in the in the scene with. Bobby yeah, was Optimus Prime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'd, we we shot that. It was like three in the morning in New York in a hotel room. And we shot that. And I hadn't seen any of the Transformers films. And I remember talking to him about like, you know, well, how does Bumblebee sound? And they were like, well, he doesn't really speak. <laughs> and I was like, great. So. So how do I do this then? But uh, it was, and then you know Bobby and I had to drop our pants at the end totally randomly. And it was like, all right, good to meet you, and uh, it was fun. They were awesome. Bobby was awesome. Andy was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Is it twice you've been on SNL? Yeah, I was. I was on uh, back during the OJ trial. Kato Kalen. Um, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, David was playing Kato Kalen, and. Um, and I played one of his celebrity friends that showed up in court that he was, that he was like, Hey, just, you know, sit, sit right here in the front row. So, <laughs> and they were like ordering, you know, ordering pizzas and stuff like that. And it was pretty awesome. He killed those people, Steve. 
Well, that's that included kiddo. No. According to according to civil court, yes. I that's that's one of my favorite quotes. You probably don't remember it because it was just an under the radar thing. I don't remember if we were doing a, a live show or not, but for some how we got on OJ and did you just said Derek he killed those people. <laughs> well, so, also he's apparently quite the follow on Twitter these days. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he's not getting OJ one out of me. Piece. I'll tell you that much right now. He he always he starts all his Twitter all his tweets by saying, Hello Twitter world. Oh my god. <laughs> so Hey, I saw Bill Cosby got a hold of Twitter in prison. That's you did he really? That's not good. Wow. How did you get a fucking here. cell phone in prison? How did, how does that? I guess he got computer time. I don't know. I, I don't know. He got to he got to go to the computer yeah, lab. But so so the computers have social media. I mean, <laughs> how does that how does that work in prison? Well, I mean, they have the internet sometimes, right? Sometimes uh, yeah. they have the internet. Yeah, but you're, it's not like so. What do you log on to the home Twitter page and you like log into your account and? Set... I think this is. I think it's his. I just pulled up his Twitter. I think it's his publicist. Mm. That's doing some of this stuff because just uh, from... yeah, yeah. But scroll, scroll down to. Um... Uh, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, that some of that's his publicist, but there was one tweet about being America's dad, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, probably not the best. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's crazy that Bill Cosby, the father on the Cosby Show, who was America's dad. Who did like the Jello commercials with kids mm-hmm. and whatever is in prison? Yeah, yeah, Fat Albert, Albert. doing everything. Yeah, he's in prison. Crazy. <clears throat> Mr. Cosby's publicist Andrew Wyatt responds to Eddie Murphy's SNL monologue. Oh yeah. Oh god, that Eddie Murphy SNL was fantastic. I didn't see it. I oh, forgot about it. Was it good? It's so good. every every sketch. It's just one of those really? rare ones where every single sketch just knocked it out of the park. I'll have to watch it. Now I can't find that tweet. He tweet he they must have deleted it. He tweeted something one day. There's something here where he says, I can't wait. I look forward to being your guest one day where someone had talked about um Bill Cosby, Dr. Watkins or something. I don't know. Very confused. Mm, whatever. Dor- Dr. Dorothy Hyde, Nelson Mandela, James Baldwin, John Hope Franklin, many others left their DNA with me, and every person who has listened to me speak has gained their strength. We don't need to look too far. They're right here. We are powerful. Your words are strong. I love yeah. this. He's following six people. One of one of the accounts is Sesame Street. Sesame Street's like, we want no part of this. <laughs> <laughs> Sesame Please. Street's got him blocked. He's following Sesame Street, ESPN, and Malcolm Jamal Warner. And Sesame Street's like, no, thank you. <laughs> what about he's following Malcolm and Sinbad, by the way? And Sinbad, yes. I love both of them. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Malcolm's a super nice guy. That's got to be really weird for him, though, like, you know, growing up with Bill and now that's that's got to be a rough situation. Well, you know, Felicia Rashad and um, and and all those Cosby kids, you know, they all came out and said he never had they never were aware of anything like that going on. Apparently he was, you know, obviously with the kids, he was was never accused of doing anything wrong with kids or anything. But right. um, But like Felicia Rashad, who played, of course, Claire was, you know, she always she's talked she defended him for the longest time. It wasn't like a Weinstein situation where everybody knew what was going on. And just right, and then she's got to go. And then she's like, "I got to go do Creed." Um, yeah. So Creed she, she jumped out of that. Brian, have you cultivated a new uh, list for us in the new year of uh, to close out to? Oh no, of music? No, yes. I have not. All right, Cosby Show theme. Yeah. It is. Let's uh... let, me, let me see. Uh, let me see if I have <laughs> something here. Hold on. I kind of, I kind of want to. Let me see if I went through all of my, all of the songs that I had listed or not. Steve, where can people hear you? Uh, Geekoutpodcast.com. Oh, are you still doing that? (laughs) So so you have time, you have time for that podcast, but not this one. Brian, I'll be honest with you, not as often as I used to. Really, what's happening nowadays is more just the Big Honkin' Show, which is my radio show that emanates from uh, Southeast Georgia. Ah, so you have time for that. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't make any money off of it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. We don't make any money here. Yeah. That's yeah, we, we still don't have any corporate sponsors. Brian runs still. off all our sponsors. I, I scare everybody away. I talk shit about everyone. Y'all can't even get Blue Chew ads going around here? What? Those are the that's the new big thing, Blue Chew on no. podcasts. Yeah. Look into it. 
All I know is uh, I've really pissed Skype off. Um, really? Yeah, Skype doesn't isn't uh, sponsoring this, and they should. Microsoft. Um, oh, okay. Here's here's one, and it's actually it's actually pretty fitting, um, Derek. I have one song left uh, on on my list, and then I'll cultivate a new one. But uh, this is Eminem. Just don't give a fuck. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because when you're because when you're printing, when you're printing, printing sheets, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> With backbot.com on the internet. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us. Good talking to you, Steve. Good talking to you, buddy. I beat the F by O the double And check out my man. He goes by the name of Slim Shady. Brain dead like Jim Brady. I'm a M80. You little like that Kim lady. I'm buzzing. Dirty dozen. Naughty rotten rhymer. Cursing at you players worse than Marty Schottenheimer. You whacking in the motherfucker. You bitch your style from. You ain't gonna sell two copies if you press a double album. Admit it. Okay, while we coming out in the open. I'm doing acid, arrow, smack, walking, smoking, boy then. My name is Marshall Mathers, I'm an alcoholic I have a disease and they don't know what to call it Better hide your wallet Cause I'm coming up quick to strip your cash Bought a ticket to your concert Coming with your ass